Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and you're listening to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I have walked in the office of the Prophet since God revealed the anointing he has placed on my life for close to 40 years. This podcast is a new territory that he has assigned me that I pray will be done as God ministers. The purpose of this podcast is to share the Word of God in a prophetic way under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he ministers and speaks to my spirit as to when he would have me to speak to the listeners, you, his sons and daughters. It's also purpose to invoke open and honest conversation on the things that many people, especially Christians, don't want to talk about, which is racism in the body of Christ. I pray that God will use this podcast to enable us as his sons and daughters to talk about the elephant in the room that for too many years, pastors, teachers, and leaders have tried to sweep under the rug. You can help and support this podcast by telling your friends, families, co-workers, church members, and everyone you know about This is the Voice of the Prophet and how easy it is to tune in through any podcast server through this title. You can also help and support this ministry through your love and prayers. You can reach me with questions and comments by email at amyeagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at C-H-A-R-T-E-R dot net. And finally, you can always reach me at my website at thevoiceoftheprophet.strikingly.com. And remember, if for some reason the podcast doesn't come through or to hear previous episodes, you can always reach This is the Voice of the Prophet on every and any podcast server. Thank you and God bless you. Now let's get into the word that God has for us for this week. Hello, everyone. And once again, thank you for listening to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week's episode is entitled, You're Better Than You Think. Last week, one of the scriptures I shared with you was from 1 Chronicles 5.19. God had me to focus on the fact that the people cried out to him in their battles. However, I want to bring to you today what God is continuing to minister to my spirit from that same chapter and verses. In the 18th verse, it reads, the son of Reuben and the Gadites and half the tribe of Manasseh of valiant men, men able to bear buckler and sword and to shoot with bow and skillful in war were four and forty thousand seven hundred and three score that went out to war. Please note not the number of people, but the caliber and ability of each individual person. They were valiant. It means that they had the ability, efficiency, strength, power, and might to do what they had been called and trained to do. This week, I would like to pose the question to you, what have you been trained to do? Even before becoming Christians, most were not trained just to sit around the house all day and do nothing. 
Little girls were taught to cook and clean, among other things. Boys were taught to take out the garbage, cut the grass, and other various chores around the house. Very few, if any, grew up in a household where doing nothing but laying around all day was acceptable. However, after receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, even without realizing it, we became even more trained, one might say formally instructed, armed, and equipped for service. Now, we all know that everyone was not chosen and called for the same position, yet not one of us was left without a position, appointment, or calling to fulfill. I've used this analogy before, and I'll use it again. I remember as a little girl, if I said something unruly or impolite to one of my elders, one of them would say to me, you'd better stay in your place, little girl. When used inappropriately, that phrase can be very offensive, but when used justly, it definitely has its place. Throughout the years, I've learned my place and stay in it. I am not a praise leader and neither am I a pastor. I am not a race car driver or a surgeon. I know my place as a prophet, teacher, and writer, among other things. I'm also a mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother, and rock at them all. Those three positions I absolutely love. I know what I've been called to do, and I do it because I know my place and stay in it. I've been trained, armed, and equipped for my callings, both spiritually as well as in the natural. I pray that it's the same with each of you. Yet there are so many that feel lacking and unqualified to complete their callings. I said it in the past and I say it again. Do not compare yourself with someone else. No matter what others have been called to do, each of us must know our own calling, our own anointing, and walk in them. Know what you have been called and anointed to do and know that God has trained you or is still training you for that or those particular positions. Remember, it says in the scriptures that each person was able to bear buckler and sword and to shoot with bow and skillful in war. They didn't go out unprepared, unequipped, or untrained to do what they were purposed to do. The equipment given them wasn't too heavy for them to bear. Like many of our tasks and callings, in the beginning, the weights may have been exceptional. Maybe they were extremely sizable, but they didn't, and neither will we put them down. I once read that the Roman army, after they had conquered the known world, began to weaken because they began to take off their armor. According to the historian, when the men crossed bodies of water while carrying their armor and equipment, some of them sank and died. The decision was made to lighten their load. Lightening the load meant removing some of their armor and weapons, which also made them more vulnerable and easier prey to the enemy. The powerful, strong Roman army ceased to exist. We are able, we are well able 
to bear our arms and swords as well as be skillful in the battles. We will not be weak and we will not take off our armor or lay our weapons down, not one piece. Sometimes we get tired of always fighting one battle after another. Our lives are not ordained to be a series of continual battles and they won't be. However, when we need to fight, not only will we fight, but we shall be victorious. Last week, I decided to make a gumbo, or make gumbo, however you want to phrase it. Of course, you can't make a good gumbo without shrimp, and the shrimp must be fresh. Every part of the shrimp is used in making a good gumbo, including the shells that you use to make shrimp stock. It's time-consuming, but so worth it. I'm accustomed to peeling shrimp now, but I still stuck my fingers a couple of times during the cleaning process. I had been taught as a child how to clean shrimp, and after all these years, now I can do it without a thought. Most people who were raised here in Southeast Louisiana know how to peel shrimp with no problem because most probably they've been doing it all their lives. Someone in the shrimping industry here once told my mother that their children are started as early as the age of two years old learning how to clean shrimp. However, that's not all they learn. It's just the beginning and the introduction into shrimping. What many of us don't understand about our training for what God has called us to do is that it starts from childhood. In fact, God said to Jeremiah that before he was in his mother's womb, he knew him. Before you were conceived, God knew you and knew what he made you capable of doing. When God says that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose, he means just that. Everything that we experience in life is a part of training for us for what we've been purposed for. All of the ugly, painful, yes, even hurtful things that we've experienced, even as little children, were part of our training. In the painful, unpleasant things, we learn not only what to do, but we also learn what not to do. I was cursed, meaning profanity was used by those older than me while correcting me. As a young child, I promised myself that I would never, ever curse or use profanity with my children. I kept that promise, and until this day, it still breaks my heart when I hear grown people using profanity with little ones. One of the things I learned through that painful experience was what not to do as a parent. Because of the cruelty of the nuns that taught me in Catholic schools, I hated school so much that I didn't want to do homework or anything else related to school. Yet, in spite of my hatred, for school and learning, I learned. Through the good, the bad, and the ugly, we are continually learning. Throughout our lifetimes, we are being taught along with being prepared and equipped for the task that we must complete. 
again, the men were able to bear their arms. I love First Chronicles 26 and 8 that reads, All these were descendants of Obed-Edom. They and their sons and their relatives were capable men with the strength to do the work. Descendants of Obed-Edom, 62 in all. From the first time I saw this to understand what God was speaking into my spirit, I've been speaking and decreeing into my sons, my grandsons, as well as many of you that I know personally, that you are capable men and women with the strength to do the work that you've been called to do. And again, let me remind you that you are not all called, we are not all called to do the same work. And yet, no matter what your call is, you're capable and well able to do it. God has given you the strength that you need so that you can do it. You have the ability, intelligence, and perhaps even without you realizing it, the experience to fulfill your call. There are days, maybe even seasons, where we just don't feel that we have the energy or the will to get up and do what needs to be done. Maybe we don't have the stamina or even the faith to go forth. In Numbers, when the Israelites saw the people in the lands that God had given them, they said that the people of those lands were stronger than they were. They were afraid and ready to give up and not even try to fight for what God has said they could have. Yet Caleb said in the 30th verse of the 13th chapter of Numbers, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. 45 years later, Caleb said, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. No one is as young as they used to be. Some of us are definitely maturing if I could use that word, more and more. But we must remember that we are still well able to do the things that God has for us to do in this season in our lives. We are still well able. Caleb said that he was as strong at 85 as he had been 40 years previously. I don't know who this is for at this time, but I speak and decree into your life that you are well able to overcome this thing that has risen up against you. So now go and take your promise. You're capable. God has given you the strength, the might, the ability, and the power to accomplish what he has called you to do. It doesn't matter that you're not a prophet or teacher or evangelist. What matters is, is that you've answered the call. Many of us have used the word Isaiah used when he said, Here am I, Lord, send me. How many of us have said, Use me, Lord. 
as long as it's to his glory and according to his will, then he will do what needs to be done in order for you to succeed. In fact, it's already done. Just be sure that it is his will. We must understand that we are able-bodied people who can handle the weapons that God has given us. We've been trained for the battles and God will help us in the fight against the enemy. I speak and decree in the name of Jesus. For those of us who are now approaching our years of seniority, remember that we are more than able. We continue to have strong bodies as well as minds. We will not give in to senility, Alzheimer's or dementia. Sickness and disease will not overcome us and we shall use the knowledge and wisdom that God has endowed upon us. We are well able. The very last part of the 20th verse in 1 Chronicles 5 reads, For they cried to the Lord in the battle, and he was entreated of them because they put their trust in him. When you're feeling drained, fatigued, frustrated, and ready to give up, cry out to God. The word says that he was entreated of them. It means that their prayers and worship was heard by God and he answered them. Listen, his answer wasn't a simple, okay, I hear you. It wasn't just a matter of him telling them to hold on. I'll be there in a minute. The word entreated means that he anxiously and earnestly heard them when they cried out to him because they trusted him. Put your trust in God and he will earnestly hear you. Remember, you are well able and capable with the power and strength to accomplish all that God has called you to do. In 1 Chronicles 26, it was Obed-Edom's whose sons and descendants were numbered as not only being capable, but also men with the strength to do the work. Begin to speak into your life, your mate's life, as well as your children, grandchildren, and generations that you have yet to see and those that you may never see, that they are well able and capable with the strength ability, intelligence, character, power, and might to do the work that God has called them to do. Don't lay down your armor. Don't take off one piece. Trust in God. Cry out to him and know that you can do this. You are well able. I pray that this episode has been enlightening to each of you, and I pray that you will share it with others, encouraging your church members, families, friends, neighbors, and co-workers to listen to the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet, on any podcast server. Until next Monday, remember that I am praying for each and every person who listens, asking our Father's blessings and favor upon you. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you so much for listening.